Hello, and welcome to our podcast, An Unconventional Teacher. I'm your host, John Hinthorne. This podcast explores the unconventional methods that make our classrooms and teachers great. We hope to uncover why it is that the unconventional ways of yesterday are now becoming the conventional ways of today. Now let's begin. Okay, welcome to episode three of An Unconventional Teacher. Again, I'm John, I'm your host, and this episode will be just me. No interview, just me. I wanna be clear on these episodes where it's just me, that this is a pay it forward project. So my hope is that I'm sharing with you things that I've learned from other people. You know, I put a few twists on it and you'll see my different flavor, a little Hinthorn flavor, if you will. Some of my students call it that. But for the most part, I'm just sharing with you things that I've grabbed that I think are wor- worthy of a podcast. So hopefully you enjoy. Today is virtual learning in 2020. And I'm gonna share with you four ingredients to make a remote learning lesson maybe a little bit better. Let's get right in. Ingredient number one, connection. Have a do now, have a personal question. My gosh, don't most of us do that already? It's pretty surprising how many times I forget to thank each and every one of my students for being there. They have a choice. Sure, some of them are logging on and going and doing whatever, playing a video game, going on their phones, logging out, tuning out. But the majority of my students are tuning in. You know, they're, they're feeling engaged with those personal questions at the beginning. We do breakout rooms so they can go and talk with each other. We're trying to have a sense of connection at the beginning of each of our lessons. The second ingredient is humor and joy. Oh my gosh, could this be more important? Humor and joy, using puppets. And I have this little sock monkey that I use in my classroom that I pass around. I, yeah, I bring the sock monkey out every once in a while. His name is Monito, little monkey telling jokes, you know, I'm not funny at all, but I, I try to use my dad humor, my dry humor to try to try to be funny, you know? I'll get occasional laughs and smiles and to lighten the mood. Try to show a window into myself, right? And, and have some humor and have some joy. Oh my gosh, have some joy. It's not all Eeyore and somber and, you know, of course, that's the reality for, for the pandemic right now. And the reason we're not in front of each other for that that, that important safety risk that, that would happen if we were. My goodness, that's heavy. A lot of our students are, are by themselves in, cla- in, in, their, in, their, in their own little classrooms, right? Their rooms, sitting on their beds, logging into each of the classes. Can you imagine if, you, if that was your high school experience? I can't. I try every day to try to, to, try to imagine that. So humor, oh my gosh, jokes and, and, and joy and funny pictures and videos. I use Senor Wooly. If you don't know Senor Wooly, uh, check him out at SenorWooly.com. I'll put a link in, in the uh, explanation of this podcast. But my goodness, he's got funny videos and, and they're hilarious and they connect with high schoolers and middle schoolers and really just younger students too. But they make the, the learning of Spanish and, and world languages fun, right? And, and every single one of you listening probably tries to inject fun and play. In fact, one of our interviewees is going to talk about fun. And, and enjoying enjoying ourselves. If we're not enjoying ourselves, our students aren't gonna enjoy ourselves. So I try to be lighthearted in my chair, and, you know, get really close to the webcam and, um, you know, whisper and do all these little things to try to get and engage, uh, get the attention of and engage my students. The third ingredient is modeling. Now this is a little bit more serious. 
When I heard this, and I have to let you know, these four ingredients are not mine, right? I told you that at the beginning of the episode. The four ingredients are actually um, taken from a colleague who got it from a colleague who got it from a conference. The conference originally was the ACTful conference uh, for foreign language teachers. And so I can't actually attribute it. I've, I've looked and, and tried to figure out where this came from. I think it was just cited in a speech. So I apologize. I can't, I can't give you the or, or original um, citation for, the, for these four ingredients, but they're pretty amazing. And they've really helped me stay sane, have fun, connect with my students. And this third one's called modeling, right? Every teacher models almost everything, right? We have to. We give directions, we have to stop, we have to model and show them what we're intending, show our students what we're intending, so we don't have to do it multiple times. We don't have to tell them multiple times. We try to write out our instructions, but then we need to model that. We need to show them an example of what we're talking about. Now, oftentimes, I go way too fast and I skip this step. I skip it more often in in in-person learning than I have have in um, virtual learning because I can't even see my students. So I'm not even sure if, if they're understanding. So I'm having check for understandings. Hey, write in the chat in our, in our Google Meet chat. Um, give me a thumbs up or a one to five, how well you're understanding what we're doing. Some sort of thing to check in with them so that I know what they're doing. Go slow to go fast. Model everything. And I found that, that the success of, of the learning and the success of the student engagement has been relatively high over these past few months. And uh, I, think it's, I think it's attributed to this modeling, this going slow to going fast. The last one, and this is the one that's really hard for me as a high school teacher, but it's a little easier because I'm a world language teacher and I'm, I, I have to be an actor using my hands, and, you know, showing the meaning of words without explicitly giving the uh, definition of them. So this is a little bit more natural in a world language classroom, but if you teach social studies, this might not come naturally to you. Right? If you teach English, maybe a little bit more naturally. Math, certainly not. My dad was a math teacher for 52 years. I don't know if he did physical engagement his entire 52 years, and that's fine. Um, but in virtual learning, we're, we're, needing, we're needing this. Um, cameras are off, so I'm not entirely sure. Just quick little note if, if students are doing this, but, but we're giving the, um, them the opportunity to do it. Physical engagement, what do I mean by this? Thumbs up, thumbs down, actually getting their body moving. A fist of five, right? Where they turn their camera on and then they show me one to five, how do they understand it or how much are they enjoying what we're talking about? Go find something in their room and bring it back and then show it to us. Another thing that I've done is participate while standing, right? To get the blood flowing. Um, so that physical element is they're not falling asleep. <laughs> you know, they're staying engaged. Um, and this is this is only in 30 minutes, 30, 45 minutes. I don't have my students on eight, on synchronous learning for longer than 30 minutes or 45 minutes. Um, and then they go on and do their asynchronous work, right? Their, their, their individual work. Uh, I, try, I try to do a stop and do a quick exercise. So currently what I'm working on right now is we're all prepping for finals, right? High schoolers take finals and we're doing that through verb boot camp, where we're teaching verbs, but through this idea of boot camp. The main premise of boot camp is that it's a double entendre. We're doing all these exercises and trying to have fun and being like a drill sergeant and occasionally being, you know, very, very mean to my students and yelling at them with a big smile on my face, which I'm not serious about, and engaging them that way. But we're also trying to engage them through physical engagement. Well, at the beginning and in the middle of each of our our mini lessons, our workshops around verbs and how they work in the present and past tenses, 
I am doing little push-ups for them, you know, and being inclusive if somebody can't be can't do a push-up or struggles with it, of just doing the arm push-ups or different things like that. But I'm having a bunch of students get on the floor and do push-ups with us. And instead of just counting to 10, you know, in Spanish, great practice counting in, in early level Spanish, we're doing, you know, verb endings. So we're saying, oh, ah, ah, almost ah, ah, you know, we're, we're putting those verb endings to it. It's just a ton of fun. And I think, I think I'm seeing students are, are so engaged and uh, with that physical element. We think often high schoolers just want to sit there and twiddle their thumbs. No, they don't. They're just big kids. You know, they're just big kids. They like the engagement, especially the freshmen and sophomores that I teach. But if you're, if you're listening to this and you're a junior and senior teacher, I've taught them too. They like this too. You just have to, you have to couch it a little bit differently, right? Be a little bit more funny about it. The other thing that, that I was told, and this will be the final thing, is, is have them write and take notes on paper, right? Do a project off the computer. Try to get them to physically engage with their learning with a book, with paper, with a project. And this is something that I think is a key. They are on the screens all the time. Are they not? How many hours are they on the screen? Seven, eight plus hours? Too much screen time. And now all of a sudden we're having learning almost entirely on a screen. Anytime we as teachers can move them excuse me, they move their eyes off the screen, it's a win. It's huge. All right, so those are the four ingredients. To summarize, connection. Connect with our students on a real and personal level, consistently, every day. It works. Number two, inject as much humor and joy as we can. This is the time now than ever. We have to be joyful and humorous. You know, don't be inauthentic about it but try to bring something funny or joyful to each lesson. Number three, I've been trying to model as much as possible. And man, it's been paying off. I've had very little recapitulation of, in, of instructions or anything. It's, it's, been, it's been pretty good. Go slow to go fast. And number four, physical engagement. Get them up, off the computer, eyes off the computer, physically engaging with the learning and all of those things I've been trying, I haven't done all four every single lesson, no way. But anytime I can connect, add humor, slow down and model, or do physical engagement, I think the lesson goes a little bit better. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of An Unconventional Teacher. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed producing it. This is a project to pay it forward to the teachers and educators out there seeking something different. If you are or have someone in your world that is an unconventional teacher, please send their name to anunconventionalteacher at gmail.com and we can work to get them on this show. Also, please join us on Instagram and Twitter at an unconventional teacher and be a part of our growing movement to embrace the different. As I tell each and every one of my classes I teach at the end of our time together, vive como si fuera su último día. Live like it were your last day. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time.